Welcome to Creatives Grab Coffee, a podcast where we talk about the business of video production. So Bridget, okay. it's, it's very nice to have you on the on the show. You are pretty much the first guest of uh, 2021. 2021 or 2022? Oh, 2022. <laughs> you keep forgetting that, yeah. <laughs> no matter okay. how how many times it happens, every every year it's like one of those things where like the first two weeks of January, it's still you're in the previous year mode, and then all of a sudden it just kind of clicks in right after. Yeah. No kidding, no kidding. Yeah, it's 2022, whether we like it or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know where 2021 went. It's it went by so quick. Did it feel like it kind of just went by the wayside for you? Like in terms of like, did you manage to like keep yourself busy where, you know, it kind of like moved right through it? Um, or was it something kind of like a little bit different of an experience? Well, I heard somebody say, somebody said to me these days, when I want to say last year, I realized I actually mean two years ago <laughs> because <laughs> from COVID, I think people still have this idea that it can't possibly be two years. Like it can't be two years. Like yeah. that's crazy. And, and I think I catch myself doing that sometimes too. Like, uh, um, but uh, for me, yeah, it's actually been really busy. Um, I can tell you my, I'm sure everybody has a COVID story, like COVID origin story, but uh, <laughs> I, I do. Superhero thing now. <laughs> my pivot, everybody had a pivot, right? So um, for me, basically, um, so if we rewind like almost two years to March 2020, um, when COVID hit, we were a primarily live action production company, like, mm -hmm. uh, well, 98% live action. Um, and, uh, and so I'm sure you guys would agree, would you, like, that was a terrible month. Like, that was oh, yeah. devastating. Yeah, the, the first the first month or two, I think the first two months, it was like, it was almost like, it was just completely dead. Nothing was happening. Like more so before the pandemic for us, we were doing also a lot of event-based projects. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as like you said, everyone had their pivot. And so for Dara and myself, it was kind of like leaning a little bit more away from the events, kind of focusing more on branding, corporate and those types of projects. Yeah, we started the, the year off really strong as well. Like I remember 2020, I was like, oh, Finally, we're not, we're not, we're definitely not going to hit a plateau this year. That's for sure. Yep. I started the same time you guys did. Pretty much started the same time. No, I was 2017. You said you were 2015? 20, yes. 2014, 2015. 2015 was like official. Yeah. Uh, officially, officially launched. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh my God. March to, I would say, middle of July was like the desert. There was yeah. nothing, nothing in nothing. sight. Nothing. The desert. I agree. And, um, and like, if we can't, we'll get real right away. <laughs> but I was like, really, it was hard. I felt really knocked down because like, I was, I had worked so hard. Um, and I, because I started in 2017, you know, 2017 was tough. Like, you know, when you start a business, you're trying to figure stuff out. And like everyone says, like in your first year, you probably lose money, but in your second year, you break even. And then your third year, like hopefully you figured stuff out and you're turning a profit and stuff. And that mm -hmm. was me, like textbook. That's exactly what was happening with the company. I was figuring stuff out. I was like, I'm not 
I feel like I'm not faking it till I make it anymore. <laughs> like I actually know what I'm doing. Right. And like, I had some really good clients. Like I had some prestige clients and that had worked really hard to get. And so those couple of weeks when the phone, it felt like everything got canceled all at once. It felt yep. like everything I worked for, um, like was falling through my fingers. Like I just, it felt very dramatic. Cause also like I have kids. So like my kids are home from school and, um, my sister has her own business and she like, so she, she had a gym. So between the two of us, we were laughing kind of like dark humor, right. but like we couldn't have picked the two worst industries. Yeah. Like, except maybe restaurant. Those are like the two hardest hit industries, events and, um, and you know, gyms. And so anyways, uh, so then like, I thought, well, okay, enough with the pity party. Like after a little while, I was like, I'm going to have to pivot, like I have to pivot. Like what's your pivot? Everyone kept saying that. And so I was thinking, okay, well, I've done mostly live action, but I have done some animation. And I mean, animation can be done from home. Animation can be done remotely. And, uh, um, I do have a couple of examples of stuff I've done. I don't really understand animation, but I feel like that's gotta be my pivot. Like, and so I, um, so that's what I did. I just started business development. I just started, um, networking. I just started asking friends, uh, doing some work for free, doing some work just for cost, like just, um, I had some great friends that understood animation really well and helped me. Um, Carlos Darcy in particular, um, just really, really patiently um, worked with me to like, he created a lot of the animation, um, but at such reasonable rates and stuff, just to help me understand and get through. He did, I don't, he was so patient. I didn't understand what I was asking him and he was anyways, I had some good, you find out who your friends are a little bit. Yeah. Did he like, did you learn animation? Is that what you're saying? No, like I don't do, I don't, I no. to this day, I don't do animation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Produce, produce animation, work with animation. Right. Is it, is it that much different from live action? Cause we've done a couple of animation projects. Like we've, I guess, yeah, the animator does kind of guide you a lot through it, but was there something uh, that was, uh, that you learned, like that you had to learn to be able to properly produce animated videos? A little bit, like not as much as some, like not like I I understood the production process, and you know I had worked in I had worked on some animation projects before, but I mean I just call it like I had to learn the language, like so I could yeah. have conversations with animators. There's a lot of learning the language and um, and learning like things like pricing, like schedule, like how long things took to to do. You know, because I'm sure you guys would agree, like your most clients want things quickly, like they yeah. just want things like yesterday. Yeah. And so not to overpromise, like just understanding like how long each phase took. And also, yeah, understanding what I'm asking the animator to do. Like I can pitch something and what I've learned since then is like, sometimes they get mad at me. So they're like, why didn't you tell them you could do like, that's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now I know when I pitch stuff, what's hard and what's not and the value of anyways. So that's my, anyways, that's my COVID story. I, I, yeah. I yeah. just, my pivot was to animation. And honestly, in the last two years, we've done a ton of anime. Now we're almost flipped around. 
Like oh, now wow. we're almost like 95% animation, 5% live action. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's great to hear, honestly, like to be able to make a, such a huge flip and, and to be that consistent with it and completely change the business model is not an easy feat. And now you know that, you know, if any other lockdowns happen, you're at least set up so that you're going to be fine for the future. And, you know, it, it's, it's funny hearing like what you're talking about with, you know, learning the whole animation process, you know, the biggest thing that happened this year was also that Darren myself also started producing some animation videos for some of our clients because yeah. same thing that was a yeah. need and yeah. the biggest thing we learned uh, in doing that was the fo uh, the importance and the focus of the pre-production like with yeah. live action there's a little bit more of a leniency where you know where you have an idea of what to do in the pre-production so there you don't have to spend as much time because you figure a lot of things out sometimes even within the production process, you know, depending on how big the project is, obviously, but with animation, because it's so specific. And like you said, with pricing, you know, like the day rates and everything, and if changes need to be made, the budget gets inflated. You really have to nail down the pre-production so well that when you get the animation done, it's just minor adjustments at that oh, point. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I totally agree. Understanding that process. Um, which is kind of like, it's kind of a nice balance, wouldn't you say, like yeah. between live, because as you say, like live action is kind of the opposite, but more on the fly. And so if you, ha if you have a bit of both, it's a nice, it's a nice diversity. Um, you can, uh, yeah. So anyways, but, and then, and then you, there's clients that want both within the same video, right? Live action and animation. We've done a couple of those and those are really cool too. So the ability to offer that is really neat. You you had when you started off you had ninety five percent live action and now it's flipped the other way around. Did you end up getting like a whole new set of clients for that? Because oh okay okay so your old ones are pretty much. Well, I mean, again, you might agree. Well, with events, there's recurring. Like we always joked, like we don't do weddings because they're not recurring. At least if you're doing it right, they're not recurring. <laughs> <laughs> but most events, like they would, they're you know you can go back. Like if it's a conference that happens a couple times a year. <clears throat> with corporate video which is a lot of what we did and when we're starting out we have mostly small clients um they're one-offs anyways they're usually don't have enough of a budget to do more than say one video a year um so i didn't lose any clients i don't think maybe at the very beginning we all lose a few at the beginning because yeah we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but uh i've had um yeah i've had my li live action clients some like some of them, and we can do live, like we still do live actions, more COVID that stops us. We had a pretty busy summer live action. Uh, and then we were shooting um, <clears throat> back on set uh, for the last couple of months, right up until I guess mid-December, uh, we were shooting a lot. So we do still, we're, we're back a bit, but now we're, we're, this is Ontario for anybody that's watching <laughs> Ontario. So we're like the most, did you know we're the most, lockdown city we we've endured the longest lockdown of any city in north america i think it's in the world actually no it could be in the world yeah it could be in the world yeah i think that quebec is even worse well so. i was just talking to a client in montreal today we were just we, i had a video call with montreal ontario and then florida okay. and so montreal and on, we were comparing notes and they they were saying i think we're 
heading towards you guys, you know, being most locked down. And then, and then the client in Florida said, and I'm coming to you from Florida where there is no COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A similar thing happened uh, last year, I think early or like around January, February, one of our clients who predominantly does a lot of events um, wanted to do with their clients, some, um, kind of like interview videos, you know, like typically what you would do it in live action, but because of, you know, the restrictions of COVID and everything, and not to mention a lot of the interviewees were in the States in different cities, we ended up doing it all over zoom. I don't know if you have had any projects like that as well, where literally we were hopping on calls every other day, interviewing a different person from different city, like you said, and we were comparing notes of, Oh, so how are the restrictions in your city, you know, compared to ours? It was, it was such a culture shock almost. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I think that the question, sorry, I think your question, did I answer your question? Well, yeah, I was like, if you, I was asking if you also had similar types of projects where like you were doing kind of like the live action element, but adapting it to the COVID model, you know, like, you know, incorporating Zoom a lot. Like we, there was so much Zoom happening last year especially in 2020 as well and i feel like everybody just got uh zoom burnout as they call it no, you know <laughs> well have you guys um had anybody direct remotely via zoom because we've done that a few times yeah I did yeah freelance for a uh, person i know and there was uh, the director was uh, on zoom and he was just kind of overseeing everything it's a little weird though that's interesting yeah, it's a little strange. I don't think it works that well. We've had clients over Zoom, which is which seems a little bit more normal because like some of them are in Montreal. Yeah. They want to see what's happening. At the very least, they're there observing, you know, and we're doing the project exactly how they need it. And then if we ask them if there's if they want to chime in, if there's any little adjustments they want to want us to do. But directing, not not so much. I haven't I haven't experienced that yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, ha it's happening more and more. Yeah, for sure. For, you, are, yeah, yeah. Are you doing a lot of that as well? Or is it kind of like you're basically overseeing everything in, in your projects? No, I mean, the small silver lining, I don't know if you can even call it a silver lining, but like um, people can't cross the border into Canada, right? So they where they normally, a big company might have flown somebody in to shoot, they literally can't. So they will hire us as a proxy to, to film. Yeah. But they want to be they want to be considered the director or producer and so sometimes we're only shooting a part of their wider videos and so that yeah so so they very much want to be present on zoom before and and i mean they're literally like okay move the move the light five inches okay now sit now like they're directing like they're Whoa. telling the subject like okay move back now move forward <laughs> Like oh, sound check, like they're they're directing, they're directing, and wow. we're just kind of there. We we had yeah. several projects uh, where it was uh, you know companies from video production companies from the states that hired us to shoot for them here. Yeah, uh, I like, but for us, we kind of just showed them like, okay, this is the final framing we're gonna do. They're like, okay, yeah, go ahead, shoot it, and then let us know, and then they would just monitor it like that. Yeah, we had a South African company that was like that. They're like, it's great. And I was almost like, are you sure? Like, don't you want more feedback? But they're like, it's fine. But I find some of the American ones know they're very, like, very precise and, and want to be very, very present um, because they hate that they're not there. They hate it. So, yeah. 
Uh, Bridget, why don't you just uh, tell us a bit about how you got into the, the scene? Sure, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I worked in the film and television industry for a long time, and I just always had a dream, to be honest. I just always wanted to have my own business. Um, and uh, the truth is, I just was a little chicken. Like, I, I'm by nature not a risky person. And um, I, so I worked you know, I had the golden handcuff or whatever, like I just always, I had a good job in production and I, for a long time, I just kept it as sort of like a dream. And I always thought, well, if I got laid off or fired, like I would start my own business. And then the kind of the joke is, well, I never got fired. <laughs> like, it didn't work out. I didn't get fired. And so, um, then I had a bit of a health scare, a little health scare. And when that happens, then you kind of realize like life is short and you realize that there's a possibility you could have big regrets if you don't try things. And so basically I quit my job. I quit my job one day and I had some idea of a business plan. I did have a business plan, but I also just kind of knew like, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. And super super scary day uh but um and i and yeah but i i figured it out i i just figured out i never look back and and uh, i and, and i am glad that i took that chance i think you guys would agree kind of like if you're still yeah. doing it that entrepreneurship is just kind of better <laughs> than being an employee <laughs> well yeah like it was for us we started the company while we were still in university dario and i actually went to school for for business not for film or okay. anything so. yeah i was on the business side of production so yeah right. I'm, my background's business too yeah right yeah. and but like him and i had a lot of passion for film filmmaking and television and things like that we didn't know where our direction will go, but we knew we wanted to start our own production company cool. and just kind of take it from there. And so as soon as we graduated, we just uh, stuck with it full time. And, and it's been, that's been it. Like aside from working as tellers at the banks right. during our uni days, you know, we haven't had like one of those types of formal jobs. The nine, the nine to five experience. I just had Rogers CIBC teller. And that was, that was it. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um, it's and a grind. It's a grind, though. Like, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. And I'm sure you've already experienced it yourself as well. Like the first few years, you don't know really what's happening for us. It might have been a little bit of a longer burn because we were still learning the industry too. Ours was like what? Like we we really didn't know what we were doing till like until the pandemic happened, and we kind of just sat down and did a complete audit, and we're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but having the business background is pretty key, right? Because um, like, so did you go to business school and also go to film school? Like, how do you know to hold the cameras and stuff like that? Uh, Carol actually did it as a hobby and I learned off of him. Oh, okay. Self-taught. Self yeah, like I guess YouTube taught us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we call it the tube of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. The tube of you. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. new film school now. To yeah, no it. kidding. No kidding. Yeah. I, I thought about doing film school because when I decided to do, to jump into video, because I jumped into it for a little while before Dario did. And I was trying to think to myself, I'm like, okay, should I drop out of business school and then do film school? Or should I just stick with, because I was halfway through my degree at that point. And I was thinking to myself, should I just finish it and then see what happens afterwards? 
and I heard that film school, a lot of them are just, you know, it's a lot of it is a waste of time. And the most important stuff is like in the last six months of the whole, of the whole four-year program. And we I thought- We were doing ourselves, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We were doing ourselves at that point. Yeah. And it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because while we were there, no one else was doing video at the business program. So everyone came to us at that time. And that's how we built our first very quick portfolio, I would say. Oh, that's so great, you guys. That's awesome. And it's awesome that you found each other, that you both had sort of relatively similar goals, like if to partner together. Yeah, yeah, that worked, that worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what's good? The, the good thing you did, though, is you actually created a business plan at the beginning. We never did that. Like, did that uh, actually help out or no? No, it was more just to convince my husband that I wasn't doing it on a whim. Like, I was like, I have a business plan. <laughs> uh, no, it does help a bit. And I don't know about you guys. I would be curious to know, like, at the beginning of each fiscal year, or like, it, like as each year kicks off, do you, like, do financial projections? Do you, like, revisit? Do you do SWATs or anything <laughs> like that? Or you're laughing? No. Because the first few years, it was nothing like that. And... I think 2019 was when like 2019 was around the year where we actually started to really like get more focus into the business and things were starting to uh, be on a growth trajectory, which was nice. And we were still kind of learning it. Like the first four years of the business was us learning the industry more. So rather yeah. than the business, the skills, like finessing the, the video while making skills, that's what we were, we were really doing. Yeah. Operations. Yeah, exactly. And like Dario mentioned, as soon as the pandemic hit, that was like a complete slap in the face to us to wake up and figure out, okay, what's, what's, what are we doing? What's working in the business? What isn't working? And the first thing we did to kind of get ourselves out of the rut of not working for a few months was this show. Because it gave us a little bit of a consistency every week and then slowly work started to kind of pour back in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, but, but, do, do, but, do you do like your projections for the year? Like, yeah, so it, now we do. In, oh, in, yeah. So in twenty twenty one, I I finally got my accounting skills in order, and I started going like, okay, Carol, like these are our projections for the month. This is what we need to get in, and then yeah, as more and more projects came in, we were able to do like statistics from that too. So. Yeah. Just like a cost breakdown, a basic like, oh, I make money on voiceover, I don't make money on whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It became yeah. very, very technical. So yeah. we actually just finished, um, like all of, all of our accounting numbers for 2021 are done. Like we could go file our taxes tomorrow morning. So we actually, like earlier this week, we kind of sat down and went like, okay, this is what we did last year. This is what we need to do this year. This is the increase we're going to do based on the projects that are coming in right now we're pretty much on a good track so yeah we're on the financial side we're definitely like yeah. doing properly this year um on the others on um, all the other stuff like the marketing and everything we have planned it out now we just have to execute it and yeah. we're slowly doing that now so oh that's good did you uh, start right off the bat doing all those like financial projections or marketing plans or did you just kind of same thing first year was completely just trying to figure out what your model will be, how you will pitch to clients or like, I'm assuming it's just you, right? Uh, that's running everything. 
Yeah, it is not. I used to actually have a business partner, but I only had it. I only had, she was my business partner for like less than a year. And then entrepreneurship is not for everybody. And she no. knew pretty quickly that it wasn't for her. And um, now she works at a bank. So I think she's. Was she your friend? Or was she like someone you knew that was kind of in the same boat as you were in the, at the time? Well, I guess I would kind of say, luckily, she wasn't my friend because only because then there was no um there was no over a rupture of a like we, yeah you know it would have been more awkward but at the time um she that's why i was curious about you guys because for us i had the business side and she had the technical so she could shoot an edit and i couldn't at oh, all yeah. so we, that's how we started out it was great because she did all the shooting and editing um, she just didn't really like the running business part <laughs> and being an entrepreneur wasn't really for her. Yeah. How, how long did it take? Oh, you said a year before it broke down? Yeah, Less than a year, yeah. Year. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think we kind of knew, I think earlier than that. Um, it just, what it, um, yeah. So, so did we have a business plan? Yeah, we had a business plan, but life happens, shit happens. Like you gotta, like, <clears throat> the business plan only doesn't take the great idea i think a video like of making short form video for businesses i mean that's like what do you call that like your value proposition kind of thing that's important to have but business plan i mean if you have major investors i guess you really need one but i mean it has limited the, mostly for yourself if anything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. So am I doing everything right? And I, I guess, yeah, for our business, it might be slightly different than if, you know, you got a pro like, I guess it would be similar to other businesses, but it's slightly different because we're more so showcasing like our talent and expertise in a way. Yeah. 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 So product always changes. Our product depends on the client we have. Right. Exactly. I know. And you just kind of find your way and learn from each different project. That's kind of how I evaluate projects. Like sometimes I'm sure you guys would agree, like pricing is tough, like, cause you hate losing work cause you overprice stuff, but then you got like, you also have to try and make money and build the business. So finding that sweet spot I find yeah. is super challenging. Um, but how I evaluate a project or not is partly if it's profitable, but partly like based on portfolio and yeah. the ability to learn something new. And do I get to try a new type of animation here? Like, so those are all, and then as I do that stuff and learn that stuff, then, you know, that's molding the business plan in real time kind of thing. Oh yeah. The business plan evolves constantly like anyone who thinks that they make a business plan at the beginning and that determines the next 10 years is not true and it's just meant to help you kind of get started to give you a nice uh structure baseline yeah. like or foundation right um yeah. and then it'll change over time um one thing you mentioned also is that you know like when you're working with clients it, like you're also doing a lot of like customized type projects based on their needs did you ever try to go the approach of like productizing the videos and you know kind of like making a standard because a lot of video production companies try that where for example they say okay in this package this is what you get this package this is what you get and this is what you get i feel like everyone's tried that at one point and rarely it works is if you tried something like that as well yeah you're right that's exactly it i i got on the bandwagon because i think it started with just i don't know did you ever, did you ever listen to the podcast called how i built this 
know. It's fantastic. So the guy from Shopify was on it and it just um, gave me the idea that I have to have something that people can put in a shopping basket. Like that somebody oh. can buy from my website. Like I, I don't know why, but I, I just had this idea. There has to be something somebody can just buy, like, and and put in a shopping basket and check out. And I and and so I had all these ideas like that. Like, could I do a standard video or something like that? You just customize a tiny bit. Um, and I even set up a website that, like, based on this principle, like where you could purchase one or two luckily it wasn't my main website and now that website is gone i don't know even if it but it no longer exists but yeah so i tried it and yeah it didn't work <laughs> it doesn't then, i don't know how you i think you have to be really big like um like yeah. really big before you can start doing templates and stuff yeah so, we uh if for us the same thing it didn't leave like our um our uh, google word <laughs> doc <yeah. log. laughs> yeah. Yeah storm thing yeah yeah we were brainstorming and we're like okay so the, like the only companies we've seen that do that are wedding companies that you yeah. know are video based it's only the wedding video companies that are able to pull that off and you'll see like they'll have their bronze silver and gold package so we were trying to get cute at the time we're like we'll have like the martin scorsese package <laughs> <laughs> and then we're as we were trying to break down the numbers we're like but wait, what if they want to do this with that? And it's like, but if we'd add so, that, that one if, and they don't need it, then that doesn't make sense. Like we were trying to make it work, but it wouldn't work. And then later on, like we were trying to um, uh, bring on a salesperson to our to our uh, company and he was telling us the same thing. He's like, yeah, I create these packages, blah, 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 blah. And then we're like, we're trying to do it again. We're like, it's not working. Like it just doesn't it make, make sense. Work. It didn't make at all any sense. Like, like the way he was explaining it, it we could tell it made sense in his head he's like how much do you charge for a shooter to come out how much do you charge to edit a video and that's your package right there i'm like but there's so many other variables that still go into it it's not that yeah. black and white right yeah 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 i talked to a business guy really smart guy and i explained that concept to him and he he, he said you're in a very high touch business that's what he called it high touch high touch business and what he meant was um, you got to touch like you have to touch it somebody has to touch it a lot like not physically touch it but right. put, like put eyes on it yeah adjust it customize it and i i like that word like we are we're just in a high touch business like it, it and that's otherwise you know somebody what are those like people can buy cheap um videos from overseas, you know, from Fiverr or whatever. And I don't think we want to compete with that. No. You know, we can't compete with that. So I think we have to just stay high touch and just move up um, to with clients that can afford to pay for high touch. Yeah. I think there's some companies that are able to figure it out. I think companies that do social media for like restaurants or whatever, like they, they have like a very package system. And yeah. I think that makes them. sense though I, yeah. I think it only works because they might have like salaried staff and it's like we got to keep them busy anyways so just but have them, have them go out for like two hours shoot that stuff and then this guy's gonna edit it anyways so it but makes it's sense the like niche. dario it's also the niche right like the the biggest thing right. that i learned is like you said there's the niche of weddings where that works for right productizing packages 
very the reason it probably also works with restaurants is because what do the, what does every restaurant or food company need product photos of all of their food yeah. all of that menu items you yeah. know, a little short like maybe snippet you know to to showcase where they are that one's a little bit more possible yeah. to productize but you can't do it with corporate videos you can't do it with music videos you can't, you can't do it with do events it, with, it doesn't doesn't no. work no no i don't think so we haven't Someone's figured it out, out yet anyway <laughs> <laughs> we're still working on it yeah 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 would yeah. be nice how did you come up with the uh the name of the company oh my goodness so okay all that happened was um it's all i my accountant was in line at city hall and he called me because he was about to incorporate my company and it was a numbered company and he called me and he said are you sure you don't want an actual name as opposed to a numbered company and uh like as quick as that i was like okay well i know you should have your business start with one of the first letters of the alphabet um, <laughs> like you know like triple a plumbing or whatever like yeah. you know, that i also knew um, for SEO, that you should have what you do in the name of the company so mm. that your um, domain name is what you do. Because apparently for search, that's good. It used to be. Uh, oh, it's, not it's not No, like they, well, I mean, Google always changes their yeah. rank, their um, uh, their requirements. So from what I've, I've read back in like earlier 2021, like it's not, it's no longer a big, uh, a big thing. Because yeah, we do have people approaching us emailing hey we have toronto video productions available right. oh yeah i get that all the time yeah, but I, yeah. didn't, I didn't want to be like media co or something like that like i wanted to say specifically what we do which is video production so that was my second thinking thought bubble i guess and then the third thing was i wanted my name in it but i didn't want my i didn't want my name to be the name of the company um, because if I ever sell it or if somebody takes over, yep. I didn't want it to them to be like, wow, Bridget's video company. Like, so I thought B and then afterwards, everybody's like, oh, cause they, then they connect like busy B and like, you know, pollinating ideas and stuff mind and all this stuff. Like, I didn't think any of that. I was just literally, I think I had like five minutes. I was like, I'll call you right back. I just need to think. <laughs> and then I thought of those things like B and spell it B E E instead of the letter B video production. He's like, good. Done. <laughs> so that's not very sexy way, but that's how I came up with it. I thought it was like, maybe that was like your nickname or something. Right. Well, now people call me B all the time. Like uh, people sure. will, and I don't correct them, but that's not my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> but you've uh, donned it as part of the brand, basically. Yeah, I guess I'm the brand now. Yeah. Yeah. With us, we had a, we had a tough time coming up with the name. I remember we made a list of like, it must've been at least a hundred names over the course of like two weeks no but but actually the first name we came up with ended up being the name of the company yeah carol wanted more options i was like i like lapse productions let's stick with last last productions he's like no we got to come up with something better something different I, I didn't i liked it i really liked it but i didn't like the idea that it was literally the first idea that popped into right. our heads i wanted to do the due diligence of yeah. trying to find <laughs> other names which we did but they none of them had like a good kind of lasting impact you know, in terms of like how it sounded and how memorable it was. And we've always asked like a lot of our clients over the years, you know, about the name and a lot of them really like the idea of it. So we thought, you know what, 
like, let's stick with it. Like over the years, we've thought about changing it many times, but you know, we've, we've just kind of grown into it even more now. And it's just, that's us, you know, we're laps. Mm -hmm. It's a great name. Yeah. We, we had a hard time whenever people asked us what it meant, what like what it meant, what it like stood for. We're like, oh boy, here we go. We got to pull a rabbit out of our, uh, our yeah. hat. <laughs> no. It just sounded cool. <laughs> that's it. That's like, like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, the, the part about the letter in the alphabet is, again, advice that I got from somebody else, my old boss. He said, like, if you're going to a conference and somebody's setting up meetings, they're going to go through the list of delegates and they're going to get to about like K and then they're going to give up. Like they're just going to set up meetings with the people oh. in the top little bit of the company, JKL, I'll say L. But, <laughs> we were like just at the cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that and I was like, I think I've done that. I think it's true. I think I've gotten a giant list of companies and just gotten bored after about half and just not and not reached out or like say you're doing research and you're just trying to find a video production company like you just might make them so anyway so that's why i just thought well i'll make b second I'm, I'm always so curious to see what people search to find our companies because I've, I've started asking our leads at the end of the call like at the end of the first call i always asked them like oh, okay so which key uh, yeah. search terms did you search on google yeah. to be able to find us and some of the ones I hear just make me go like, how did you even come up with that one? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Like, half the time I'm like, no, that's like, so like, it's like, yes, but like, not really. Like, you know, no one's really searching for that, but I guess people are, it just, it's such a, it's so tricky. It's so tricky. Not a videographer weird. company. <laughs> no, yes. it's something like that. It'll be something like production media or like right. or something really, <laughs> really strange where like, and you know, you, when you go on your Google AdWords uh, profile and everything, you're setting up the keywords, like those keywords get like no hits ever. Yeah. And yet somehow like those are the ones that are being searched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's true, but you do want to get found. I mean, that's a nice way to get found. So like, that's the- Do you focus on uh, SEO at all? I, I do because of that, because well, again, we all know like if you're an entrepreneur, like you gotta hustle, you gotta network, you gotta do all that stuff. But um imagine if you didn't have to do that. Imagine if all it took was somebody reaching out to you and giving like that would be that'd be great. And yeah. so um so I definitely dabble in SEO and I understand like I would say I say I do more than dabble, but um I understand like most of the things that get you up there um i try and focus on them but not obsessively and i don't spend a ton of money doing that but what about you guys we focus yeah. we we like under we, we started learning about it in 2021 and that's when we yeah. started to like focus on it yeah we spent i would say like a bit of time just to understand it yeah. uh, i think we like two three months just to understand and implement some of the techniques and so I'd say like from March to June, we kind of worked on it a bit and then we yeah. just kind of, we got busy with work, but like later on, like in September, we started to notice like, oh, the stuff we did back then is paying off now. Yeah. yeah. We were getting leads from places that we never would have expected. Yeah. Uh, people with like uh, good budgets to like uh, reach out for projects and we we're like, oh, okay. So this, uh, this is going to keep us busy for the next uh, few weeks now. This is good. 
Yes. So that's kind of like we we learned the importance of it and how whatever you're doing now is not going to pay off right away. It's going to pay off at least six months from now. So that's always the silver lining. And that's why we're jumping back into doing more of our own content. Like we also do our own vlog videos as well um, that are helping with that too. Good stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it does. It really helps. Yeah, going back to the, the SEO, like I remember when we first started it, based on what I was learning, I was telling Kieran, like, look, it's going to take a lot of work. Maybe in like one to two years, we'll start to see like uh, positive results out of it. And it was like, no, it's like right away we started to notice like a quick turnaround. Because up until that point, like we, we did like next to no SEO work. And then yeah. out of, you know, in a little bit and already like, like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wow, yeah. I did this like five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we could be yeah. chilling right now. <laughs> yeah, like I I admit that when I started my business, I did not know the word SEO. Like I, I think I even remember the day somebody said that word. Do you ever get into these meetings and somebody says a word and you like act like you know what they're talking about? You gotta Google yeah, that. Yeah, totally, totally, right? Yeah, we know what SEO is. Yeah, why don't you just spell it out again? Just, yeah, I just want to make sure you know. Right. <laughs> so I think I remember being in one of those meetings that are like FPO, SEO, SEO. And afterwards, I kind of looked it up. Search engine optimal. And then like from that, like that's how like that's how little I, but then and I'm sure you went down the path of like talking to SEO companies and that can be a shady business too. Like, yeah, no, we, we didn't, we didn't go to any of those SEO companies. We didn't, eh? They yeah. reached out, but we said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, initially, you know what it was initially, we were going to team up with, we were going to approach one of these companies and just say like, Hey, we'll give you video services. You give us SEO services. We had a meeting with them. And then I remember this was like the day after I just like did like a little, I peeked into like what SEO was all about and the stuff they were saying, I was like, from what I read yesterday, that's like outdated stuff already. I was like, hmm, I don't know, Kira, let's just try it out ourselves and see how it is. And it's really not complicated. It's just time consuming. Yeah. That's all it is. That's right. The thing that I learned, a lot of people say when running a business is that you need to learn to delegate, which I agree. You need to learn to delegate in order to expand and grow. But I feel like if you're running your own business, you need to be able to step into whatever role is required. Yeah. You need to know that side of the business so that when you bring on people, yeah. you can show them how you do it yeah. and then they can handle that aspect of the business. If like people think that you can go into business and then bring on other people and then that's it. You don't have to worry about that and, or anything else, but learn it, get people that are better than you to execute it and then that's how you will find success and expand. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Like, and for me, that means like I had to teach myself painfully how to use um, After Effects and Premiere Pro and a yeah. camera, like so that I can shoot, edit, and all that other. I can do tiny effects. I never, which is good, I guess, in a pinch. Like I could go in and fix something if I had to. Exactly. I do have the software on my computer, but more importantly, as you say you then understand what you're asking of somebody else. And that was my hugest learning curve with animation was, I didn't know what I was asking and I hated that feeling. And I, and I, so now I feel comfortable. So yeah, so on the fly, when you're talking to a client, like in your head, you can think like, okay, that'll take, 
that's not too hard. That'll take about a week or whatever, you know? And uh, yeah, I totally agree. You have to understand. And SEO, I think is the same. Although I've, I've, I, I have to pay other people because there's also a point when I think you look at your own strengths and weaknesses. And yeah. I like, I'm just not, I want to write blogs, but I don't have time to write blogs. And I don't, I'm not going to maintain my website. I don't, I just, I want to, and I think I know how, but you know, there's just certain things, certain blocks that you just know you won't do, even though you can, yeah. you know. The, the one thing I, I I'm noticing is that like a lot of people who are running things on their own, uh, what I hear a lot of is how it's overwhelming to be able to do a lot of those things, which I do understand completely. And that's why it's like, like you said, you understand SEO a little bit, but it's, it's, you have so many other things to deal with. It's hard to kind of do that. Whereas Dario and I, luckily, because there's two of us, we're able to kind of divvy up a little bit of the work sometimes to kind of relieve some of that, like, uh, like pressure to learn all those things. And then we can kind of do double the research, but, um, like as being on your own, like what is like probably like one of the biggest challenges you found over the last few years, like something that just sticks to your, sticks out in your mind that you still are trying to kind of figure out or have figured out luckily already? Uh, it's a great question. And um, because I had a business partner, I've seen both sides of things. And um, I think that, well, like it's hard i mean it's harder to grow the company i think when you're all when you're on your own because yeah because of just what you described like you guys are are, you can divide and conquer and you have aligned goals and stuff like that um the thing i miss is like having somebody to high five like or just in i'm I'm a middle child. Like I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. I'm like COVID's kind of hard for me because I like being around people, and I'm, I'm literally like a hugger and a toucher, and it's like, so like I miss like if something goes well or like I land a big client, I'm like, oh my dog's here. Like I don't know. Like I just, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's an entrepreneur, so I I check in with her, but she doesn't. We're we're in completely different businesses. So what I've done to address that is that's why I have my own office because my office is in I sh- um I I have an office, but my next door neighbor is another producer, and there's another producer right next door to that too, and um and then another person that is in digital marketing. So those are sort of like my colleagues and people that I can high five right. and um, like sometimes we go to conferences together and stuff like that. Somebody to talk to. So honestly, as flaky as that sounds, like that's what I that's what I miss. Um, but the um, the nice thing is like if I have a gut instinct or if I have a feeling about how things should go, I don't have to explain it to anybody. Which is pretty nice, and I found that my gut instincts are—they—they see—I they're okay, <laughs> like they seem to work. And so um, sometimes I can just fly at my own, like I can move really fast. Um, so that's cool. But yeah, yeah. Luckily, Carol and I are always on the mostly. I would say like ninety-nine percent on the same page with most of the stuff. So it's kind of like 
oh yeah like i have this feeling about that and it's like oh yeah i had that too i was like okay cool let's let's, let's go with yeah. that <laughs> we shock ourselves sometimes when we're already on the same page of stuff we find that a lot of the sometimes we're arguing about the same thing we don't realize it yeah at one point i'm like dude we're 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 saying the same thing <laughs> just in our own way. A violent agreement they say like, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Exactly. Changes the words like i'll say something and he'll rephrase it but it's rephrased improperly <laughs> so i'm like what are you saying that's the opposite of what i'm saying yeah. no no like a lot of it is the same but anyway yeah. Yeah. well i guys i totally check out how i built this as a podcast because that's one thing because a lot of these big big successful businesses they almost all are like two or three or four people that have built the company. I mean, there's lots of people, or something, but there's a lot of partners that have built great companies. So um, it's a cool podcast. It's very reassuring um, to hear other people's struggles. And, uh, yeah, that that was kind of like one of the other things we, we kind of put this together is to like during a time when no one went out when no one was working you know people can kind of get together and just share and discuss ideas and um one other thing uh, you mentioned how a lot of big companies uh, the reason they're so successful is because of how many partners were there to build it i noticed or dario and i have both noticed that as well but we noticed also that a lot of these partners also had their own careers before starting the business right so yeah. they kind of had a lot of experience already kind of going into it whereas Dario and myself we kind of went from from school so we were learning as we went we didn't have a background to lean on or anything right well I'm right now listening to spin master toys uh on how I built this you know spin master is like one of the biggest toy companies in the okay. world but they're from Toronto and they started right out of university as partners oh cool Oh, yeah. What are they called? Spin Masters? Spin Master. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they did um, uh, Bakugan, if you remember that. And they did. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Which game? The Which toy? Bakugan and uh, Air Hogs. And, um, Air Hogs. I remember I that. remember Air Hogs. Wow. So I think Last... they went to Western and they both went to Western and they like, it's a cool, it's like similar to your story. They came right out of Western and just kind of faked it till they made it. They didn't really, and but just built a huge empire eventually, huge billion dollar B. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Bridget, when you incorporate, did you incorporate when you start like right at the beginning or after you got to a certain, um, uh, like grossing, yeah. like how did you decide when to do it? Uh, after one year, um, after one year, like I'm going to incorporate that, like that what was the reason for it. Uh, well, uh, the reasoning was, I was like, I didn't know anything. I, I just, I wasn't, I just, well, I guess the reasoning was fresh start because Sarah, my business partner had um, moved oh. on. So I was like, I'm definitely going to do this. I'm not going back into the workforce. Um, so, um, so I'm incorporating the company, like I renamed the company. So it would be, um, like it was just a way to like solidify and like move forward as a, as a, like, I'm, I'm going to do this and this is going to be a big company someday. So I'm going to start from square one now, incorporate a company, like get an accounting firm, like get all the things that I need to do to properly build, uh, 
that's when I kind of really started trying to figure out SEO, like do some marketing. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're thinking of, we haven't done it yet. Um, I remember earlier on, like our accountant was like, when you guys get to this amount, then do it. Oh, you uh, should incorporate. Cause you can't, yeah. You're not incorporated. Not yet. Like this, based on our numbers last year, we should have done it, but we just kind of wanted to see if we could, uh, replicate last year's results a little better this year just to make sure uh yeah. but i don't know like we're, we're thinking about it i know it's going to cost a bit more to do it because right now we can kind of just do it ourselves but i think if we incorporate we'd have to get like an accountant for like yeah. a CPA yeah. to do it and everything yeah yeah, yeah. The liability thing right because yeah. like if we incorporate we don't have we have limited liability that's yeah. one of the positives and then we are planning to do it probably by at the very latest by next year. This year was more so about starting to learn about the ins and outs of it and yeah. finding the right type of accountant or the right account to kind of help us learn about it and how to properly do it. Yeah. And um, like we're in the midst of like a few big projects at the moment. So we have to wait a little bit on that. But uh, as soon as we have a little bit of time, that's probably going to be like one of the first things we do because like Dario said, we managed to do it last year. We're all good. So now it's time to start getting that process going <laughs> like i got i don't it's, i don't really look for government grants very often but i did get one um from the city of toronto um just during covid like a re retraining grant or something like, like a digital oh, okay. thing and you can't i know you can't get grants unless you're incorporated um oh, there are some that's small, a good point yeah there are some small grants for rebuilding after covid that you know if nothing else like the city of Toronto offers some pretty good ones. Um, oh, didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of, okay. I did it and then not exactly knowing why or how my accountant said I should and I trusted him. Uh, but then looking back, I look back on it and go, thank goodness I did. Thank goodness. I did. Oh, okay. So you don't look back and say, hey, I could have waited a year or two. You're like, no, it's good. I did it right off the bat, huh? Yeah, and even there's like a an optics thing about it, a small optics thing, like when you're, I don't know, filling out forms and stuff, and it says like, um, I don't know, it just says B Video Production Inc. I don't know, just you, yeah, you look more professional. Like I don't know, I'm definitely glad I did. Interesting. Yeah. Um, one one question we we like to we've asked all the the other people in the past was. Uh, like what was one moment you had in your business that kind of launched you to like who you are like what your company is today because everyone we talked to in the past like they always had this like one interesting moment that kind of allowed them to expand and become like like a turning point yeah a turning point uh well um like a turning point, I guess I would say, actually, I wonder if I would just say like when I incorporated my company as, yeah. um, and gave it a name, uh, and, um, like that was a bit of a turning point. I think, um, well, I guess I could also say COVID was a turning point and in getting into animation, like yeah. pivoting. I guess I'd say I'm kind of proud of myself for, um, rebuilding, reinventing um the company is an animation company so like that could that could have been a turning point um and then um yeah i guess i'd give those two things i think it, it could be that inc incorporating was 
bigger than I really have considered before because all of a sudden it felt real, um, like more real. And uh, yeah, a turning point for sure would be um, when I delivered my first animated series of projects that was fully animated and that I had actually, yeah, for a client, I think for a paid client, I think that was pretty exciting. The first bit of money that you make doing this is crazy because I remember when I first decided to jump into video, I was ready to accept the fact that I wasn't going to make money for a few years. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I thought, at least. <clears throat> and then to my surprise, uh, things just kind of started rolling. And then before I knew it, I was making a couple hundred dollars off of videos. Like I even started small, like $150 for every right. video I made. And then it got more and more. And then we started laps and then you know, just with every increase, it was just like, wow, like this is actually happening now. This is kind of crazy. They never expected yeah. it to get to this point so soon. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, do you, you must remember your first customer. Do you remember your first customer that you did a video for? Yeah. Um, my first good paying customer was this, um, was this student group at our university, uh, where they were like this big events, um, uh, events group and they had a big conference every year and that was like the first one that took the chance to uh, to pay me uh trmc mm -hmm. dario trmc yeah and and so that was like the first one where i was like wow i'm actually gonna get paid this much <laughs> whoa really <laughs> and like at that point i had a few videos under my belt i didn't have that many and uh, like halfway throughout that year that's when dario you know, jumped on board and we started collaborating and working together and then more projects started rolling in and it was just, it, it was, it was almost surreal, you know? And then because people think like uh, people were, would always be saying, it's like, Oh, you're never going to make money doing video. Like, come on. And then. You, it yeah. Happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's so cool. Yeah. I, same thing for me. I remember because networking, like when you first started networking and you had to kind of say out loud, like, I'm a video producer and I have a video production company. Like the first couple of times you say it, it feels like, I don't know, for me, it was like, oh, I guess I am. But I remember my first customer because I said that in a networking group and uh, and he goes, oh, I need a video. But, and I just remember him saying that. And I was like, well, okay. So I kind of put on my sales hat and I, <laughs> my, like all my little spiels that I had practiced about like how we could do this. And, uh, and he's like, okay, let's make a video. And uh, that was my first video and it was thrilling and exciting. And, um, and actually the video turned out pretty well. I was pretty proud of it, so yeah. Yeah, do you ever like, you went from like a TV background, like, oh, but you were producing in TV, like so you already used to like the whole, I, I guess what I'm asking is like, was there a big difference going from doing TV work to doing corporate video work? uh yeah because uh well the budgets like aside from <laughs> the budgets but also i was not in production i was on the business side so i was like an analyst like i worked at telefilm if you know where that place is i've heard of it yeah yeah telefilm and so i was i worked at a broadcaster i worked at a financing firm that specialized in film and tv so i was really like looking at budgets and things like that but like could i didn't I never held a camera or anything. I was rarely on set. Yeah. 
So what, so, was, what was that like the first time you're like, okay, I got this guy oh. as a client. Now I actually have to deliver on exactly. it. Exactly. I know. Yeah. 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 Google videographers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, like I had my business person, so she could step in. Oh, right, it. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's why the big turning point when I incorporated was, can I do this on my own? Like that, I had to learn all that stuff that I had really not needed to learn before. That's you- when I thought, yeah. Did, did you have like a moment when your partner back that where you're like, okay, I guess that's the end. Like what made you go like, okay, nah, screw it. I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm going to go ahead with it. Cause I mean, if I had like no experience and like, luckily I had Carol to learn from, but if I didn't, that would have been like very like, oh. intense. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like what caused me to, I think, okay. So I think what it was is that we had a few projects still going. And so I just thought, well, I got to finish these projects. And then, and then the phone rang and I would get more projects. And I was like, well, I guess I'm still doing this then. Uh, I just had to figure it out. Um, I had to finish the projects that we had halfway through. And then actually that is a turning point too. (laughs) I remember answering the phone one day with my head on my desk because I was like so down. (laughs) I was like, I was like, I was like that, and I answered the phone like this, just telling you the truth, because I was like so thinking, like, what am I doing? I don't know if I could do this by myself. And so I answered the phone like that, and it was the Toronto Star, and they wanted me to do a series of videos. And so, with my head on my desk, I kind of lifted my head. Okay, I could do that. <laughs> so I ended up doing a bunch of videos for the Toronto Star, and and then I I guess I almost built the self confidence because I had the work, like the work proved to me that I could do it, you know. Mm-hmm. So so then I just stuck at it, and uh, it does. Uh, um, yeah, it it tests you as a human being sometimes when you're when you're running things on your own because the things you thought you couldn't do you just do and then um, I can actually see why like business owners could become like super egomaniacs because they they have to do everything so yeah by the end of it they're like I can do anything <laughs> superheroes basically and then they when they become egomaniacs and they start then they start doing things that they really can't do, right? And they start thinking, yeah. I can do anything. And then, but I kind of, cause like your ego kind of gets attached to the ups and downs of your business, I find anyways. So like when things are going badly, you're like, oh, why did I even do this? And then when things are going well, you're like, I'm brilliant. And I'm- <laughs> <laughs> like an internal battle sometimes, right? Like, yeah. especially when there's no work happening, you're just like, uh, what next like what's the next step but then like covid kind of forced dario and i to figure out a way around that where if something is if there's like the in-between time there's always work for us now like we've all we figured out a way like we're okay we're not working on a project for a client we work on a project for laps we treat almost like laps as our own client even as well so Which helps with seo and like that's yeah. so smart like you're investing yeah absolutely for sure yeah it's definitely changed because i remember at the beginning we did have that mentality of like damn it how can we get more work and now it's like okay if we're not getting more work we're doing something wrong on our end that's like the mentality we have now so yeah. it's just like okay 
no work from clients. We got to do our own stuff. That'll help get more work from clients. That's that's yeah. been a big shift in our in our yeah. uh, organization. It helps with the confidence as well <laughs> to keep fresh as yeah, well. For sure. Yeah. So with now 2022 kind of starting, Bridget, is there what's like one thing maybe you'd say that you kind of want to do this coming year? Like what's like a like a personal goal or like a goal for the business more so that you have in mind that you want to do? Okay, so there's two because I, I do like I do like thinking about my goals for 2022. So I've already thought this through. Um, one is that I want, I want to try and develop something for television. Like I want to see if I nice. can. Yeah. It, and I actually have, I've, and to your point, like, um, I did create a, a sizzle for a kid's show. So with a partner, um, not by myself. Um, so I have that, but I want to try and get a few more things and see if I can develop that, that side. Um, so that's one. And then um, I just, I have like revenue goals. I just think if I hit certain revenue levels, um, I just have this idea that um, that's, that's what success looks like. So I want to try and hit certain revenue goals this year. Um, but those are, the two, those are the two big ones. And then how you work backwards from that is... Um, like I, I really want to go to a few more conferences. I know COVID is like crazy, but I really think to your point, Carol, about momentum and like, you know, like getting in rhythm. I feel like when you go to conferences, you get this, you get invigorated and you get yeah. energized by being surrounded by people that are frankly <clears throat> successful, you know, and done cool things. And so I really let, I really try and go to a at least one international conference a year. Uh, so I, I, I bought tickets to a conference in Miami in February, which I don't know, I almost for sure come back with COVID, but um, I still want to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of a goal that I think will help me like, um, get, that's a smaller thing that'll help me get to my bigger goal is to go to um, a conference of one oh, That's great. Yeah, that's great. Like we, Daria and I have been hungry for conferences for a while. Right. The last in-person networking event we did was the day before the lockdown, which was crazy. There's like a photo of us together at that event. Remember, Daria? Which <laughs> event? With, the uh, AMA one. The AMA one. It was like at that gallery, that art oh, gallery. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was literally. See, the I, I like shooting conferences. I don't like participating in conferences, so. <laughs> Yeah, you don't. Um, no, I, I hate networking in a group. I like yeah. like one on one stuff. Yeah, girls yeah. good at the group stuff, so I, I let them take over for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, that's that's great to hear. Yeah, like um, for us also this year, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of our like smaller goals that we're kind of hitting, you know, and one of the things that I know we want to also do is kind of at least dip our toes again in documentary work. Because we did one short doc four years ago that uh, has been like a good staple of our portfolio uh, because of like the type of story that it was. And I, I have a huge passion for that. And I know I want to do something like that again, whatever it might be. Let's see what, it, what it's like when we get there. Because last year, Dario, right? It, like you said, it was 
our technical year, figuring out the nitty gritty, the finances, the SEO. This, all year, that. this year is technical too, because last is. year was figuring it out. This year is like really honing in on it. Because like, yeah, we've got to get the creative a little bit more back in. So yeah. like our, our plan is like, yeah, obviously we have revenue goals like any other company. Um, then on the marketing side, we have, we want to do like at least 20 to 30 of these uh, podcast episodes, you know, try to network with as many people as possible. Yeah. Um, then we have like the vlog videos we're working on. We have, we have a lot of those planned. Um, and then, yeah, for, for the creative stuff, we do want to create like another doc. That'd be really fun. And then we're also trying to create some spec spots, but those are so difficult to do. <laughs> oh, especially when other projects start rolling around, right? Yeah. Have you, yeah, have you tried to do those? Well, what do you mean by spec spots? I was going to add, I think I know what you mean. So, but do you mean... We, like <clears throat> the way we're, we're thinking of doing it is like, maybe we could choose like stuff like, okay, there's, there's like Valentine's Day coming up in February, right? Why don't we try to create like a fake company and then do a commercial for that company, right? Oh, I see, I see. On spec. Yeah, it'll be like a fun thing for us. Yes. Also something creative and then something we could also showcase to like other clients on the line, right? Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So um yeah, I mean, yeah, those are always like fall down in priority, right? When when but yeah, those are really really fun to do. And um usually I, I try and that's when I would rather take like um a, a charity. Like I've done a lot of charities. So like yes, they'll pay me, but uh the win win there is they'll pay me just a little bit. So I get paid to learn. So I will do a project for a charity, but on the condition that I get to do something really cool and that's outside of my box. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, that's a total win-win because the charity, like I, I could send you this, now I'm just bragging, but a beautiful, gorgeous video that we did uh, for a company, a charity called Stepstones. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, send, send it over. I will. Uh, and so for me, uh, that we get to showcase our abilities and they get a video and that we got paid a little bit. And that's better than spec. Yeah, we had we, had, we were planning something similar in. Uh, I think it was 2020 because um, we what we what we started back then was we called this we call this program five for five where we donate five percent of the profits to five different charities that we chose. And then I remember getting in touch with them and saying, maybe we can help you guys create like a video or whatever, because that was our initial idea as well. It's like, okay, we get to like flex yeah. of our creative uh, muscles and then they also get something valuable for them. Right. But yeah, COVID like really slowed those plans down because we were actually like supposed to do some stuff and then they had like more restrictions. So it just kind of got sidelined and I guess yeah. I got lost. So I guess, yeah, I should probably reach out to them again. You should, and just tell them, like, you just want to cover your costs. So, mm. like, you shouldn't do it for free. But, yeah. and because most of the charities do have budgets and they have grants. And some of them have significant grants that they have to spend. Mm, like, okay. so they don't even, they're like, I need, to, I need to spend this on marketing. So you can, tell your, like, I've had a couple of charities that actually have, like the, well, I won't name names. I can tell you after the podcast, <laughs> sure. a couple of charities that actually have a significant amount of money that they have to spend on marketing. So it may as well go to you, you know, kind of, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have it? What's your outlook for the, uh, the industry in 2022 and beyond? Oh my gosh, you guys, like we're in the right industry, right? 
Like yeah. we, we need to get past COVID, but like what's anybody doing? What's anybody doing but consuming video right now? Like what's any, like, like that's, that's kind of my pitch line a little bit is like text is going to be dead soon. Like this is not my pitch line, but between us, like people are going to stop reading. I think in our lifetime, that's yeah. what I think people and all, and our brains are literally being rewired right now because of COVID where all we want to do is hit play. Like, don't make me read anything. Show me. I'm not reading a blog anymore. I'm not gonna, I don't want to know about, I don't want to read about your team with a still photo. I want a video that just tells me who works for you, what your values are. Like, I just think that's the future is people want to hit play and mm -hmm. they don't want to read. And so every piece of text that's out there eventually will be transformed into video. And so like, we, we just need the crumbs of that. It's like, we're indefinitely in the right industry um, and just stick at it and pivot your business model so that it's like, so that you're figuring out what your little niche is and what your piece of that massive pie is, um, you know, but that's my outlook. It's super rosy, of course, like uh how could it not be it's super rosy you just have to find your particular niche and wait out this little bit of nonsense that's happening now with COVID. i think that actually helped if anything because it, i guess it showed companies that were kind of dragging their feet on video and just video marketing in general they're like oh shit, we can't we can't do that anymore how we, like we can't invite people to meet in person so we got we actually have to create some online content for them so it i think accelerated it yeah i, I mean you know, i i like to say like video marketing is just marketing like there's no that you don't even need to put the word it's you have got to use video to market well mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what industry you're in like um post-secondary whatever like every industry marketing is video marketing yeah no i completely agree so 2022 the sky's the limit it's january yeah. right now so let's see what we all uh, create uh, over the next few months or the next year and you know we'll keep in touch obviously and uh, and see how everyone's doing well guys I had so much fun oh my gosh I hope I didn't talk your ears off but you guys were no. lost no no it was great it was a great conversation yeah you know, like uh, I uh, honestly like thank you so much for jumping on with us you know and I feel like we got to discuss a lot of things that a lot of people are also thinking a lot of the time you know and then like that's the other point of the show, you know, is to kind of show that not everyone's alone, especially for those other solo entrepreneurs where they're like, am I the only one dealing with these challenges or no, it happens to everyone. You just got to uh, grit your yeah. teeth and uh, push through it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Bridget.